Today is November 13th, 2023. I'm David Berlin, and this is the Blockchain Journal podcast. You know, these days, artificial intelligence is capturing the imagination of millions of people worldwide. They're using it for all sorts of things. Of course, ChatGPT is a big deal. Also, you've got a variety of different platforms out there that let people kind of create artwork. That's amazing. Doesn't even look like it was created by a computer. And there are still a bunch of unanswered answered questions about artificial intelligence that a lot of people are asking. For example, the ethics behind the decisions that artificial intelligence is making, or the copyright to the content that artificial intelligence creates, and then the final business outcomes from all of the things that artificial intelligence can do for businesses, people, anybody for that matter. So joining me today is Mineral uh, Manar, he is the CEO of Casper Labs, one of the enterprise blockchain providers out there. And Casper Labs has been doing some research into the intersection of artificial intelligence and blockchain. Mineral, thanks very much for joining me here on the Blockchain Journal podcast. David, thank you so much for having me over. It's my pleasure. It's great to have you. So let's just dive right in. Uh, we know yep. artificial intelligence gets uh, a lot of airplay these days. Blockchain, uh, for a while, blockchain was the big idea and the big news, and suddenly artificial intelligence came along and kind of swallowed it whole, and now all the mainstream media is talking about is artificial intelligence. Blockchain has taken sort of a back seat. Some people talk about this idea of where the two meet, but when I hear that, quite frankly, I don't know where the two meet. So why don't we start there? What is the intersection of artificial intelligence and blockchain? That's a that's a really really good question, David. And I think, I think your response right, when I hear blockchain and AI, I don't see where they meet is is justifiably you know a little skeptical because mm -hmm. I, I think oftentimes you know when people talk about two technologies, there it's let's sprinkle some fairy dust of this one on the other. <laughs> but uh, if I may, David, would it would it be helpful if I just stepped back a second on what the two technologies actually do, because then I think the intersection makes a lot more sense. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's step back. Go ahead. Take so if we're just stepping way back, right, mm -hmm. what, what blockchain does, and I think you know people often confuse it just for cryptocurrency, but really what blockchain is, is it's a tamper-proof ledger, meaning everything that happens on a blockchain, especially a decentralized blockchain, is absolutely tamper-proof. It's 100% serialized. And this is why crypto was the first use case, because, you know, you couldn't have digital money before because you didn't have copy protection. But really, the huge value is copy protection, serialization, meaning you know when what happened and by whom. And then finally, automation, meaning you can put any level of intelligence on top of this via smart contracts. So that's what blockchain does. What AI does is augment decision-making processes, meaning I get a picture and your AI can tell you if it's a cat or a dog. All it's doing essentially is weighting certain neutrons, or sorry, neurons that are part of making this decision, and then giving you an output to that decision. Should I thumbs up or thumbs down this resume? Should I identify this picture as a cat or a dog? And then if you combine different AI systems, you can do something that's even more complicated. The intersection really is, AI is a black box, meaning Right now, it's very hard to understand what set of inputs actually created the decisions that an AI emits later on. And secondly, once, say you do identify that something bad has gone wrong with your AI, it's almost impossible to version control it. You know, 
go back to a version which was working. Mm -hmm. The intersection happens where blockchain is an excellent governance layer for an AI system. You augment your AI governance with a blockchain solution. You now have a completely tamper-proof and certifiable set of audit for how exactly your AI was built, what data sets went into uh, building those decisions. Secondly, you have the great ability to version control and skip back a version to when the AI was performing up the spec. Mm -hmm. Is that all there is to governance of AI? I think about once AI is on its way and making decisions, I would actually love to see something like blockchain make a record of those decisions as they're being made. For example, literally to put a uh, block blockchain APIs or code where those decisions are being made in the AI code so that you're making a record of those decisions as they happen in a way that makes those decisions very transparent to the many different uh, parties that need to see that information and need to verify that it's working fairly. That could be the customers of a company. It could be the executives of a company. It could be regulators or lawmakers or lawyers. I, I mean, what is the totality of governance when you're talking about AI? Yeah, and David, you're you're a hundred percent right. Like the two examples I gave, version control, knowing that no personally identifiable information, mm -hmm. copyright information went into your AI, is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, the AI AI governance and what blockchain can bring to AI governance is actually uh, fairly comprehensive. So let, let's start first with the. Uh, the version control, as well as removing the black box of what data went in to build that AI. Mm -hmm. As a result, now you can actually certify your AI. Like for example, um, if your AI has been trained and you want to resell it, for example, I've built the perfect insurance chatbot. You're actually able to show a complete audited path of every single training data set that went into the AI, mm -hmm. prove that nothing's copyrighted, prove that there's no personally identifiable information. And then to what you said, we can you can extend this many levels above, right? We were just talking about an AI in isolation. AI, just like databases, ERPs, or other systems, very oftentimes touch multiple entities. You might have one company that's providing the chatbot mm -hmm. to a customer that could be a financially regulated entity. And then, you know, you have end users as well as users who have supplied the data for the actuarial tables, et cetera, et cetera. With a blockchain governance system, you can ensure that all the permissions on what data goes in and what is surfaced up uh, to the top is always under an immutable ledger that I wouldn't say you control, anyone controls based on the rules you set up. Uh, for that governance system. Mm -hmm. So the governance of AI would be all encompassing and blockchain is just the most cost efficient way to do it. And also the most secure way to do it because uh, making any other system tamper proof isn't really tenable in, in any cost effective manner. Well, let's talk about the tamper proof part. Where does that impact the world of AI? Are, are there fears that when it comes to artificial intelligence and the data that it's using, that there will be tampering with that for whatever reasons, malicious reasons, 
maybe just scientific reason, whatever it may be, there could be a lot of motivations for tampering with that. But is that a concern? I mean, you guys have done some research into where uh, enterprises are working with API and what their concerns are. Yes, the tamper proofing is actually incredibly important in the sense that it makes your audit function incredibly cheap. So when something goes wrong and you typically have to do an audit, if it's not all in one place and if you don't know that it's been tampered with, you can't look at a set of transactions and or a set of events and say, yes, I know that happened. It's fully auditable. I trust you. Check. Mm -hmm. So and when you think about AI, the volume of data, the volume of queries, and the volume of activity, I don't think we've even seen anything yet. Like, I'm incredibly excited to see where AI goes. I mean, I don't work at an AI company, but I still think it's a really, really fascinating and exciting technology. I think the volume of interactions is just going to be so large that having this automated tamper-proof system is incredibly important. Because when you're dealing with incredibly large volumes of either interactions, sessions, etc., auditing them becomes a huge pain if you don't know that the audit path has not been tampered. And that's why the tamper-proofing is incredibly important. So who would a tamper-proof audit trail of artificial intelligence matter to in an enterprise? Like, who cares about that? And what would motivate them to say, wait a minute, full stop, before we put this AI in place, we need to start to kind of hitch it to the blockchain wagon in a way that we're guaranteed the data hasn't been tampered with, the algorithms haven't been tampered with, uh, the decisions it's making are fair and reasonable and ethical. Uh, absolutely. So let me start by saying prevention is better than the cure, meaning mm -hmm. if you... If you started with governance right out from the outset, that means things will go a lot smoother. But the cure is still also very, very good. But let me give you let me give you two very specific examples just to think about the kind of risks and the kind of use cases where this would really, really matter. So HR is what? If you think about it, chatbots or AI bots are used all the time to sort resumes, help with hiring decisions, et cetera. And recently, if you've noticed, there have been some lawsuits and some complaints about uh, biases that have crept up mm -hmm. uh, um, within AIs, either racial or based on, you know, they've accidentally tagged some universities or some regions uh, unfairly. Because we don't know what's happening in the black box of AI, but you suddenly see like, okay, mm -hmm. this AI HR bot is now rejecting every resume from Wesleyan, for example. Uh, again, and that's a made-up example. I don't remember what right. a particular university was, but it did happen at right. some point. But th think about any company that's using that HR bot, right? So, or, or the producer of that HR bot. Having adequate governance on it, the ability to identify when a certain hallucination or bias happens. Plus, if you're the person who's making that, each of them needs to be tuned for different companies. You know, what Goldman Sachs is looking for is very different for, from what Pfizer is looking for. Sure. But during that tuning, you need to make sure that A, you have an audit path of what exactly happened when, so you can identify when a bias occurred. And if it does occur, you need to have the ability to switch back to a state when that wasn't happening. So who does, it, not, who, who does this appeal to? Because I want to go back to that question. Like, who yeah. in the enterprise should 
take notice and then start to assert their influence when it comes to the implementation of AI to say like, hold on, let's take a break here. How auditable is this? How do we know there's no biases? Like how do we maybe apply blockchain to raise the level of governance to something that's acceptable to all stakeholders? So it, it, it again comes down to what the corporate structure of the company is, mm -hmm. but off the top of my head, and again, this is a novel and new space. Sure. But off the top of my head, I think the function would primarily be with the chief information officer and the chief risk officer. Okay. And I'll talk about why the second. Now, the chief information officer, I think that's fairly obvious, right? It, or CIL slash CTL. It's an IT it's system. Who makes all the, yeah, yeah. It's the person who makes all the technical decisions, uh, basically makes a PNL decisions on technology buys. AI obviously can save companies a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, uh, assuming assuming it doesn't do something bad and you face a lawsuit. Now, the reason why it also involves a chief risk officer is twofold. One, the, these hallucinations and biases can can cause, you know, real, real issues, mm -hmm. uh, as well as uh, uh, any personally identifiable or copyright information can solve, can bring a lot of legal issues. Sure. But the other reason why um, it's important for the chief uh, risk officers, recently, I, I believe it was November 1st, uh, our administration here in the U.S. already announced an executive order on how AIs need to be run and governed in a safer, more transparent way. And I believe that this is going to become table stakes going forward. Obviously, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know exactly <laughs> how the regulatory landscape emerges. But there seems to be a lot of interest in ensuring that AI tools are well-governed and highly transparent. So I do think it does affect the risk function within an organization significantly. Yeah, interesting point. Of course, the U.S. government can't get its act together when it comes to regulating blockchain. And AI, at least blockchain, I think once you understand it, you understand it. AI is like a, on a whole nother level. So yep. I wish the U.S. government luck in getting that one done. Obviously, there's also, you know, a lot of tension between the different parties in the U.S. And they always tend to take opposite sides on any issue, which will stall any legislation or lawmaking around something like that. That's, I think, what we see happening with blockchain. So, I, you know, I'm, I remain skeptical about that piece of it. But I, I do think that, you know, when I think about what I've read about the biases of artificial intelligence, it's I certainly see the possibility for blockchain to kind of create a single source of truth around the decisions and the data that, that, that go into, you know, the machine learning and ultimately the, the decisions that uh, that AI is making in any use case. But I do have a question, yeah. for, you know, this is more from the enterprise point of view. My guess is is that most enterprises are not going to be out there baking their own AT, uh, their own artificial intelligence and then uh, thinking about, okay, how do we get blockchain wrapped into this? They're going to be acquiring third party solutions that do do it for them. They'll be acquiring specialized solutions that address their particular to your point about, you know, uh, what's a financial company going to do versus, you know, an H, you know, some other a company in another industry, uh, they're all going to have different needs. And so you're going to see a lot of very custom solutions come out. Won't we be depending on the purveyors of those solutions to build in this audibility? <laughs> so, so that, that's a great point, right? There's, 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 
two worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Every company is doing their own AI initiatives, or most companies are going to use third-party tools with some rejiggering of the third-party tools. Right. The, the good news, so, so let, let me address that point first. Uh, regardless of how that matters, AI governance looks exactly the same. Meaning, even if I, even if you're a company using a third-party tool and you know you don't have access to the actual weight of the neurons, you're always setting the parameters for that AI. You're always setting up the configuration mm-hmm. for that AI, and tiny changes. And, and people, you know, within the AI industry, you know, like they have all these like little things that can cause massive butterfly effects, like changing p-value, changing k-value, can just dramatically change the way your AI reacts. Mm-hmm. So whether it's third party or it's something you're building yourself, the AI governance tools to get, you know, version control, automation, etc., apply regardless. But then it comes down to who should be doing, like who, who should be caring about the governance. I think at the end of the day, the person who really cares about it is the chief risk officer and CIO at the end uh, at the company. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who will want to ensure that at least any AI tool that they use doesn't expose them to massive. And to your point, assume the governments do nothing about real regulation mm-hmm. in AI. That that wouldn't stop the fact that you know lawsuits are being you know thrown left, right, and center for personally identifiable information, uh, copyrighted information, etc. Or you know. That AI, your AI bot just said something racist to me, right? Like that, that, that happened recently. And the, the, those things, the, the ability to fix, repair, audit, and version control against that really is something that every CIO or CRO, CRO should call. Yeah, I, 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 I don't disagree. I just think that a, a lot of, you know, everybody's taking their applications off the shelf right now. And there are so yeah. many providers of those applications. So the onus, you, know, you talk about how the, the, the stakeholder that should be most interested in this might be the CIO or the, the chief risk officer, maybe even the chief compliance officer to the extent that there may be regulations and there's some compliance issues that come up as a result of those. Uh, but I, I still think it also goes to the product managers and the purveyors of these solutions because it's sort of a check the box. Is there AI that comes with a solution? I'm sorry, is there uh, some sort of blockchain that comes with a solution where uh, the governance is coming, you know, is managed through a single source of truth that no one single party can tamper with or control? Like, I would be looking for that in the solutions I acquire so that then I have access to whatever the blockchain is making transparent to 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 the customers of the solution provider that that to me sounds like you know it's really a clarion call to the solution providers to get this done yeah yes and it could work from either end Mm -hmm. and to be honest it's hard to tell right ai governance is a very very new industry Mm -hmm. um you know i think i was reading a report I think AI governance in totality is a hundred and twenty million dollar industry today. Million? It's that's a, that's start- not a lot. One hundred and twenty million. That's no, no. It's just yeah, starting. No, right? just AI started. is just starting. People weren't even thinking about governance. But I think I was I was reading a market report. They expect it to grow at like a fifty percent CAGR for the next twelve years or or more, uh, reaching multiple billions fairly soon. So so. Not trying to escape answering your question by saying sure. it's too early, but because. It, it sort of is. What we did, we, we did a webinar that we co-hosted with IBM talking about, uh, and we demoed um, how a blockchain could actually show uh, version control in an AI. We mm-hmm. actually showed uh, an insurance chatbot 
go from giving ridiculous answers and you hit one button and now your chatbot is giving really, really good answers. So we, we, we showed that it, you know, uh, actually works. What we're really working on now is building a council of potential customers and enterprises. Obviously, if anyone wants to be involved in this, if they go to casperlabs.io, our website, they can, they can sign up mm -hmm. and we're happy to get feedback. But really, stage one is really figuring out, to your point, where does that onus reside, right? For example, with cloud providers, what ended up happening is basically on the governance and being hack-proof and being very, very secure, AWS, Google Cloud, and Azure basically took the onus on themselves and they, they, they indemnify their customers to a certain extent. I believe that will start to happen. Like, I know that sure. Watson X, for example, at IBM indemnifies you against using their data sets because they've already been governed, they've already been looked at, et cetera, and they're pre-certified. So where exactly this onus and economic like moat sits is, is it's hard to tell when an industry is this early, mm -hmm. but the reason why everyone's so optimistic uh, about this uh, movement towards AI governance is because it makes what's a really, really exciting technology safe. AI is a wonderful technology that could, that could be actually great mm -hmm. for uh, humanity. But as with any technology, if it, if it starts going off the rails and we don't uh, have adequate governance, I hate using the word control. Uh, that, that, that just sounds wrong. Uh, but if you don't have adequate governance around it, you know, yeah. weird things can happen, as, as we've seen. I get right? that, like, yeah. I, I also, you know, I, think, I think that blockchain, you know, of all the technologies out there to create a single source of truth around all of the parameters of artificial intelligence, blockchain is probably the best one. I mean, it's inherently, yep. you know, as you point out, inherently immutable, tamper-proof, and uh, designed for multi-party transparency, which is exactly what you want when it comes to a technology like artificial intelligence. Um, you, you guys have done a survey, though. So I'm just kind of curious, what are some of the highlights in terms of the, the survey that you conducted? Like, what did you learn from the enterprises that you went out and surveyed? Absolutely. So uh, we were very fortunate to have uh, Zogby do the survey for us. Um, and we surveyed about 600 businesses, mm -hmm. uh, US, UK, Europe, uh, some of China. And w one thing that was really, really interested was, uh, uh, sorry, interesting was um, we saw a lot of confusion between blockchain and crypto. Like when we when we asked people, are blockchain and crypto the same thing? We saw like almost two thirds say it was the same thing. When when we redid the survey recently, we've actually seen a dramatic shift. Uh, we see a lot of people actually understand it a lot better now. Mm -hmm. In fact, a full seventy seven percent of respondents told us that they now fully understand blockchain uh, compared to you know much lower number. Wow, before. that's amazing. <laughs> Fully yeah, understand it. Full, took me a long time just to figure it out. I think he needed a degree in it or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's a survey. Yeah. So it's uh, self-reporting. So you can't, you can't take it, you know, apples to apples, but it is indicative, like, statistically. Uh, People are uh, starting it, to understand that cryptocurrency is just one thing that happens on blockchain. You can use blockchain as a platform for many other things. But, but I'll tell you what really surprised us, because we didn't think this many people would say that. 71% of those business leaders said that they actually viewed blockchain and AI as complementary technologies. And they said, when, when, when we were like stack listed, like, okay, if they're complementary, what are they complementary <laughs> for? 
well over half said it's actually improving AI's effectiveness, safety, and governance, which is the most uh, interesting part of the convergence of AI and blockchain. That's amazing that, well, that any one person would, I mean, I, if I had to guess how many people in the world would say something like that, I would say it was under 100. So that's amazing. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. We, were, we, we were surprised ourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was our thesis going in. And, you know, we, we've done a lot of work with external parties to vet that. But you only get real data when you ask 600 mm -hmm. and, you know, really, really distributed. So it seems like the message has resonated. But but again, uh, I, I forget the percentage here, um, but it was a small percentage of, oh, have you already started, you know, purchasing an AI governance product or something? Right. And that, that number is much smaller, which is to be expected, right? It's a, it's a pretty incipient industry. Okay, well, Munal Manahar, you're the CEO of Casper Labs. You've done a survey of 600 people, 600 business executives to learn about their perceptions of the intersection of AI and blockchain. Thank you very much for sharing all of these great thoughts. I certainly hope myself that, uh, you know, we do see some level of transparency around the AI. AI and uh, if blockchain happens to be what brings that, then all the better. Hope so, too. We're just here to help. Okay. You've been watching the Blockchain Journal podcast. I'm your host, David Berlin. For more podcasts like this, you can come to our YouTube channel on uh, YouTube, of course. Just search Blockchain Journal there or come to our website, blockchainjournal.com. We'll see you at the next podcast.